Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So well. <laughs> Sam's uh, famous catchphrase there. We've caught up with a new one there. Just before we started, we, we do a countdown before we start recording. And we count down from three, two, one. And we normally just say record. But we now we shout, pod ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mark of how far we've come in the however many months we've been doing this. Many months. Yeah, eighteen months maybe. It's like we've when it started out, it was just like you know, it was very lo-fi. But now it's very professional. Hugely, pod ready. And we've even come up with our own technical terminology. <laughs> pod ready. We are pod ready. Which we hope to monetize as a range of uh, t-shirts and mugs and possibly beach towels. <laughs> yeah, are you I'm beach just... ready or pod ready? Let's get into the mailbag, because we've got lots to get through. Um, let's start with a bit of Dis and Dat. This is from Tom Guerrero, Guerrero Davies, and it's entitled Dis and Dat, Ambulance Driver Edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, a couple of weeks ago I went to Albania, a country which I've heard Sam discuss once or twice on the pod in the past. I've no knowledge of Tirana and the northern part of the country, but the area down south around the music festival we went for seemed to be inhabited solely by Senor Dis and Dat's. Um, he says lots of stories the highlight came when my mate Ewan not actually drunk yet but in a hungover and heat exhausted state passed out and hit his head against a jagged brick wall after being attended to by some concerned locals an ambulance arrived to take him to the festival's welfare tent for medical attention the driver's style was erratic and mostly one handed and when one member of our group offered to hold his water for him she was met with some rather worrying words this no water my friend this whiskey <laughs> I don't th- I don't know if that's an accurate Albanian accent. I suspect it's not, but that's that's what you're stuck with. Um, so, Sounds so, like Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Some nervous laughter followed, in belief or perhaps hope that the driver was joking. You think I'm joking, my friends? Have a smell. <laughs> the, the liquid was sniffed and found to be very much whiskey. You want some, my friends? Offer politely declined. Uh, when my wounded mate finally got to the welfare tent he was given a Terry Butcher style head bandage (laughs) and later told us he received rather than a stern warning to take it easy for the rest of the week some rather bewildering bewildering encouragement you are fixed up now my friend see you in the rave (laughs) see you in the rave (laughs) oh my god this is that medical attention lovely stuff lovely it's mainly this and that's in the mailbox. At quite the a lot. I've got another quick one here from Rob. Yeah. Rob Burton. While camping in Croatia, I popped to the, the campsite shop one morning with some breakfast. Exiting the shop was a classic this and that man. Vest, shorts, flip flops, beer belly. He was carrying a big two litre plastic bottle of beer. 
dissed that man, then proceeded to jump on a ride on lawnmower and spent the morning mowing the campsite grounds all the time, chin smoking and swigging lager. It was then I realised what my perfect life would be. <laughs> I don't know if I, I spoke before, like I was in Cyprus on holiday last year and we, we were renting a villa and some fellas came around to clean the pool and one of them was Scottish and one of them was a Geordie and they just enjoyed each other's company. They enjoyed easy banter with each other and they just slowly went around their business cleaning this pool and then they'll have gone off to the next one. And I imagined mm-hmm. they'll do this for about six hours a day. That's their job in the sunshine. And then they'll probably mm-hmm. have a few beers in the evening in a, in a country where I don't think the cost of living is too high. That's living all right, isn't it? Down on the beach, probably. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Down at the beach bar. Dis and that bar. Pool cleaning. Cafe dis and that. Yeah. Down on the beach. God. Lovely. Bastards. One of those ones that has a sort of a roof bit made of kind of straw or bamboo or what yeah. have you. I was on holiday this and I was is, jealous of the fuckers. This is called Dis and That Night Terrors. It's from Ryan <laughs> Ruddle. Hi, I'm currently in Holland on business travel and a couple of nights ago an uninvited guest visited my hotel room. First thing to say is that Holland is not the natural home of Dis and Dats. No. But... I suppose they come in all shapes and sizes. It was two in the morning and a man walked into my room with his suitcase and switched on the light. I woke up from a really deep sleep, confused and absolutely terrified, sat bolt upright and just started screaming at him. The other guy obviously wasn't expecting... uh, The other guy obviously wasn't expecting anyone in the room and was confronted by a naked screaming guy. Oh, you sleep naked, do you, Ryan? Ah, Interesting. Information. Like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was confronted by a naked screaming guy and absolutely shat himself. He started screaming back at me <laughs> and ran out of the room down the corridor, still screaming. <laughs> Bit of a Bit fucking of overreaction. God. I mean, to run out down the corridor yeah. screaming, Jesus Christ. After taking a few minutes to calm down and get some clothes on, I went downstairs to reception to find out what was going on. However, when I got to reception, it was empty and there was no sign of the guy. This is when I first met Senor Dissendat receptionist. He saw me come out of the lift, <laughs> acknowledged me, but made no reference that anything unusual had occurred. <laughs> <laughs> His behaviour and the fact that there was no sign of the guy who'd entered my room made me start to doubt that the incident had actually happened. <laughs> I questioned whether or not I'd been dreaming. Mm, Holland. So I, fo- yeah. <laughs> so I followed the receptionist's lead, nodding at him without referencing what had just happened in my room. <laughs> Confusingly walked in a circle around the tiny lobby like a madman and went back into the lift to my room. He lost his bottle. He lost his bottle. Yeah. Uh, I went back down. Uh, no, hang on. Um, when I got to the room, my key card wouldn't work and I was locked out. Wow. I got mis- I got increasingly panicked that my brain had broken and not only had I imagined a guy in my room, but now I couldn't remember ri- which room was mine. Uh, I went back down to, again, Holland. Yeah. Uh, I went back down to reception again and was embarrassingly ready to apologise to him, saying that I'd forgotten my room. I do apologise. <laughs> I've forgotten what room I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm English. Uh, only at... 
Only at this point did Signor Dissendat, which you can't really call him because he's Dutch, it's more like um, Dis Van Dat. Yeah. Dis Van Dat, receptionist, acknowledged his fuck up. Before I could say anything, he started smiling sheepishly and said, Hey, you just had a little visitor. Sorry about that. It happens sometimes. <laughs> I had to cancel the car to, to, to your room when the other man came back and hoped you wouldn't know until tomorrow. <laughs> no one was hurt. <laughs> and that's the main thing. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Hotels are Even, confusing. <laughs> Hotel is a crazy place if you stop and think about it. You know, a big building with lots of different rooms. <laughs> all, all strangers. Different people. Complete strangers all sleeping in rooms next to We're each other. to each other. It's crazy. You don't, have, you don't have keys. You have little plastic credit cards. You go in a slot and you wait for the light to turn green. Anything it's can crazy. happen if you think about it. <laughs> it's a fucked up thing. It's like living in a big human casino. <laughs> like a human car park. <laughs> you stop and think of these things for too long, my friend. It's a dangerous game. Fuck you up. <laughs> Believe me, I have a lot of time to think down here on reception in the night shift. There's been a lot of times when I've even questioned whether this is the kind of job I want to do, you know? It's too much responsibility in the human car park. <laughs> You people, you're like cattle. You're like cattle. It's like sometimes I feel this is this is like a fucking abattoir. <laughs> you're like you know being shipped. I, I imagine that when you go behind the doors, you you're gonna get slaughtered. Here's my little tip for you: don't ever try and imagine what it will be like if there's a fire. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, they talk about health and safety regulations. If things go bad, that don't count for shit. Okay? This is a human fucking barbecue is going to happen in here. Multi-story human barbecue. <laughs> Trust me, my friend. I thought it through many times. I wish I hadn't, but I, it's hard to control the old brain sometimes, you know? <laughs> thought it through in a, in a lot of detail. I try, Just imagine the smell. I, I, tried to, I tried to come up with how I would deal with it if there was a fire. And you know what? I got nothing. I got nothing. I just run into the street. I'd run. I'd keep on running. And I, I don't think I'd ever look back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says uh, he even had a little joke at my expense in Dutch with his little security guard mate. Hey, I'm pretty, 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 pretty. <laughs> English, huh? <laughs> uh, as I walked away from the desk and they were laughing at me. This, Listen, right. Why don't you just level with us, uh, Ryan Ruddle? You are high as fuck. You'd been out yeah. smoking, right? Because you come in, you've been in such a deep sleep that when a stranger walks in, you sit up, you start bollock naked like for Marilyn some Monroe. reason, and like Marilyn Monroe, and you just start screaming at the geezer. Then you go downstairs, get so paranoid <laughs> that you start to doubt whether or not you've imagined it or not. You start to lose sight of the line between reality and fantasy. You walk in a weird circle, go back to your room, then you convince yourself that you you don't know what room you're in. Your mind's broken. 
Then you come back and you assume that they're laughing at you in reception. You're high, mate, and that's fine, but yeah. just admit it. We One thing that Andy and I always insist upon from you cunters is just on... You be honest with us, we'll be honest with you. Exactly. Because we can tell you when know, you're lying. Exactly. And, you know, this is a deal. It's like a relationship. It's like we're in a relationship with all of you, and we place in, in, in a relationship, nothing's more important than trust, is it, yeah. Andy? If, if this podcast is about anything at all, it's about trust, mutual it's trust. About, it's about... It's about mutual trust. Um, oh, yeah, Sam, I heard you had a podcast. What's it actually about? Trust. Mutual, mutual trust. trust. It started what? out as being about football in the 1990s, but now it's about mutual mm. trust. Just about mutual trust. So Fern Cottons is about mental health, yeah. Uh, the Guilty Feminists is about feminism and guilt, right? Serial, that's about a murder. And Pe- Top Flight Peter Time Crouch Machine, is- that's just... Peter That's Crouch's about the no- about banter. robotics banter, right? And our one is about the notion of mutual trust yeah. between human beings. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, so they laughed at him, and then at the end he says, I was relieved but still scared shitless when I finally got into my room. Before I'd get back into bed, I checked in the shower, wardrobe, under the bed, and any other hiding place to check that no one was in there. <laughs> Definitely high. That was like my girlfriend when we were at university. I told you a story about the badgers that lived on the university campus yeah. and the people used to put rivetas down their socks to protect them from badgers. I don't think Remember you have that? told me that one. That sounds new. Well, uh, the university I went to, Sussex University, was it's sort of the campus is set within a valley, right, mm. in the South Downs. And... When you, if you had to walk from one side of the valley to the other late at night, there was rumoured to be a lot of quite aggressive badgers <laughs> that would come out roaming. Rumoured. Right? <laughs> yeah. Rumoured rumored aggressive yeah. badgers. And people, you know, students, so you'd often be quite high. So you'd finish up in, in someone's dorm and, you'd you know, maybe you'd been smoking and getting getting all paranoid and then you'd have to walk across the dark valley to your accommodation on the other side of the valley and that was like it might be really late at night very dark and you'd be shitting yourself about a badger attack Mm, and um my mate who's half swedish he said in sweden in the countryside what the farmers do because there's a lot of aggressive badgers in sweden right (laughs) I don't know why you wouldn't associate it with aggression because they've got a great welfare state over yeah. there. But maybe I don't know. Quite a maybe they're society, not doing enough it? for the badgers. They uh, <clears throat> they walk across the valley when they're walking through fields. The thing about badgers is they're very short sighted, yeah. right? And they and they so they won't see you until you're right up close to them, okay. right? And they will only be at about shin level because that's the the height the height of a badger is about the height of an average-sized human, human shin. shin. So do they just go for the shin? They see you right late, yeah. really late on. They see you, and then, in panic, they clamp hold of their of your shin bone. Yeah. And they have a vice-like grip. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they just let... They bite into your shin, and they do not let go until they hear the crack of your bone and once they hear the crack of your bone they let go and they run off into the darkness it's really scary so what the swedish farmers do is they put rivetas down the front of their socks yeah right when they're walking at night time that way 
if confronted by an angry badger, the badger bites your shin. It hears the immediate crack of the rivita. Yeah. Assumes it's, it's your bone. Yeah. And fucks off. Right. Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't remember. Well, that anyway. At all. I'm just well, anyway, doing at, some research at, while you're telling me this. Go at university, uh, he told this story one night and everyone started fucking buying Rivita. And there was only one little convenience store on the campus. And the geezer in the shop, if you went in and asked for Rivita, it'd be like, it's really weird. We've had a run on Rivita. <laughs> we fucking, we never used to sell hardly any. Now we can't fucking restock can't quickly enough. enough. Every, Everyone's coming in here buying my Vita. But my girlfriend, she used to, she'd go back and um, she'd be so paranoid. She'd get back into her room. Yeah. And she'd take the the Rivita out of her socks. Yeah. And then she would be checking under the bed. Right. Because she was convinced that a badger had somehow followed her home and crept From in behind her. From the smell of her. Rivita, which had then Then she'd go to bed switch off the light and be so paranoid she'd then, like, after 20 minutes, not be able to sleep, get out of bed, switch the light back on and check the bed again for badges. Blimey. Could get inside your head, so, can't it? It can. And that's what was going on with our friend Ryan Ruddle out there in That's exactly in what it was. I'm just looking at BBC News from May 2003 and a story uh, headlined, Badger Rampage Injures Five. Uh, a mm. rogue badger attacked five people during a 48-hour rampage in a quiet suburb. <laughs> it's basically, it's uh, Raoul Mort. That dog. It's Raoul Mort of the badger world. Of the badger world. Uh, it says one man... It re- also reminds me of that dog that got into yeah, my kid's school, exactly. my daughter's school, and bit the teacher. One, one man required two skin graft operations after the badger woke him up and attacked him when he went outside to investigate. Uh, other victims included the man who was attacked as he walked home from a pub in Eversham, Worcestershire. Mike Weaver from the Worcestershire Badger Society said, I have never heard of anything like this in 24 years of work with badgers throughout the UK. <laughs> so, And Pam Fitzgerald, who said the attack on her husband, Michael, who was still in hospital and needed the skin graft, she described it as like a bizarre horror movie. <laughs> she said, we'd gone to bed and we heard a noise in the garage. My husband opened the door and the badger sat there and then gradually just slowly walked towards him and attacked him. Slowly. Slowly. A creeping badger. It caught him on his arm and in the process of trying to get the badger off himself, he's lost quite a lot of skin on his arm <clears throat> and some of the flesh. And it also bit Michael on the leg. Um, so there we are. And the, the badger was uh, was destroyed. <laughs> they always say destroyed, don't they? <laughs> Captured and destroyed. <laughs> Captured and destroyed. Good times. Uh, the badger was shot dead. So if you've got any badger attack stories or incidents you've been involved in, send them in, because that seems to be our new diversion that we're, we're heading towards. Yeah, watch out for them, basically. Yeah. They're fuckers. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Do you want to come and see me and Sam parading around on stage, singing, dancing, laughing, loving in front of a specially uh, invited audience? No. Not invited. Well, we're inviting you now, but we're inviting you to pay d- for be it. under no illusions, you will pay. Yeah, because uh, we're doing a couple of short tours later in the year. Come and see us. Some shows are already sold out. You can't come to them, but the ones that are still available, and the tickets are all £12.50 each, which is pretty reasonable. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. And there might be booking fees in, involved. That's to do we with the venues. We should have charged them more in London. Nothing to do. We've missed the yeah, trip. We, we should have charged done. extra we will next in London. Time. So you could come. Mm. Sunday, 8th of September, we will be in Glasgow. Not many tickets left for that one. 10th of September, Leicester Square Theatre, London. Come to that. Whoa. And then in November, we're touring again. We're doing Newcastle on the 10th, Liverpool on the 11th, Manchester on the 12th, Birmingham on the 13th, Birmingham, Birmingham on the 13th, uh, Brighton, does Brighton have an accent? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Brighton on the 17th, <laughs> Cardiff on the 18th, and Br- Bristol, Bristol, my lover, on, we're coming to a bloody podcast, my lover. On, on the 19th, tickets available for all of them. Go to our website, tftimemachine.com, and have a look at the live shows bit, and you can get links to all the tickets there. Come see us. It won't be a podcast, though, will it, Sam? Because when podcasts do live shows, no, it's a they, proper they show. generally sit behind a desk and just fucking do what they normally do. We'll not be doing that. Yeah. You will get more. Much, much more. Yeah, we're not going to fucking drag you down there to just see us in the flesh doing what you can listen to us doing anyway. Sick. You're going to get a lot more. You'll get showbiz, basically. So there we are. Holes, ghosts, magic. Uh, TFTimeMachine.com slash live dash shows. Uh, come along and have a look at us in the flesh. Yeah. This, this is it. This and that, Lanzarote. Uh, this is mm. from Ryan Lewis. Um... One family hotel 20 years ago, my family spent a week in Lanzarote at the most dissendat hotel ever. The first alarm bells rang when we arrived to the room and found that an angry stray holiday cat had just had kittens under one of the beds. Holiday? An angry stray holiday cat? (laughs) You know the type. Everyone finds a holiday cat when they go. A holiday cat. Yeah, Yeah. I've had so many holiday pets. We remember them. Me and my wife remember the names. Of certain animals that we we we've just given them animals. Yeah. Like there was a there was um uh anyway there was a dog called El Duce in Italy in about <laughs> two thousand and six that we have fond memories of. Anyway, holiday crack pets. On. Um, possible mm. other topic. Uh, my mum yeah. called the reception, who sent over a swimming pool lifeguard, who without glancing twice or saying a word, scooped up the adult cat, which sank its teeth into the lifeguard's arm straight away. Without even noticing the blood running down his arm, he walked out from the room, reappeared less than 60 seconds later to collect the kittens. He nodded at my parents, then left without saying a word. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solemn nod. Yeah, job done. Things took a turn midweek. It's cat business. (laughs) Cat business now finished. 
Uh, things took a turn <laughs> midweek when at the beach next to the hotel. The sea was full of jellyfish. I spent the day digging a hole with my brothers while not noticing I was getting terrible right. sunburn, even though I'd swamped myself in sunblock. Uh, the next morning, after sleeping in after sun cream with my Pokemon PJs on, I w- oh it gets grim- it gets a bit grim here. I woke to find my skin had healed th- through and over my Pokemon pajama top. I was <sighs> at one with my top. No. Oh, oh no! I'm not sure I can handle this. Oh. This is like a zombie movie uh, now. It is. After a big panic, my dad called the reception nurse who turned up to be the lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, He's I back. also lifeguard. Yeah. No questions. Um, <laughs> he stank of booze and was wobbling all over the room. He took a quick look at the problem, then started to soak my back with the shower, then asked my mum to hold me in place. <laughs> my, my dad had fucked off with my brothers at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you, he was unable to deal with it. Uh, I focused at my mum as I felt the lifeguard give the top a big tug. I felt a sharp pain as my mum's eyes widened in horror. After a few seconds, I heard the lifeguard say from behind me, "Okay, I call ambulance now. I won't go into gory details, but I spent the rest of the holidays looking like the mummy and to this day still bear the scars on my back and shoulders. And then he sent a little email afterwards. Forgot to mention on the day we were leaving the hotel... <clears throat> the people in the room next door mentioned that when they moved in, they found a cat with kittens living in their bedroom. Turned out the lifeguard didn't know what to do with the animals, so he just put them next door into our room and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> put them in there <laughs> with the English. English love animal. Lovely stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, school fates, school fairs yes. was the thing we were talking about last week and people have been in touch with their stories this one is entitled promisingly summer fates misjudged celebrity appearance (laughs) (laughs) hello sam and andy this is from christoph caddy in the early or mid 90s my primary school um for some reason he's told us the name of it copford c of e in north essex held its annual summer fate in the (coughs) glorious sunshine of a late july weekend Being a small village surrounded by mostly strawberry fields and hay bales, these sorts of events attracted the entire village. So imagine the collective excitement when rumour had it that this year's fate had a special celebrity appearance. Rather than the usual local politician or Colchester United player on community service, this year the fate would have a special guest from the world of television. Suffice to say that me and my friends were almost unhinged with excitement when one of the teachers got on the crackly PA between the coconut shy and the splat the rat to announce (laughs) who this year's guest would be. Now it gives me great pleasure to announce this year's special guest judge, actor, Terence Hardiman. All I remember thinking was, who who the fuck is that? (laughs) I was seven at the time. She continued, the star of the CBBC show, The Demon Headmaster. Oh, yeah. This, may I remind you, was a show that sole purpose was to terrify children our age into behaving properly. So when Hardiman walked out from behind the coconut shy, it was like Pol Pot had been invited (laughs) to dinner. (laughs) Actual screaming ensued from the crowd of kids. We all hastily shuffled back five paces and two of my mates actually started crying. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking pandemonium. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm 32 now, but I can still hear the screams of children like a slow motion black and white war memory in a movie. The whole thing later settled <laughs> settled down before it was time for Hardiman to hand out some rosettes for various events throughout the day. I can't remember what the events were, but I can tell you now that a lot of parents ended up going to collect their kids' awards on their behalf. <laughs> due to the kids being too scared or having already gone home with PTSD. <laughs> the following year, the special guest was a man with some owls. Better. See if it can eat Chris Caddy. Nice one. Brilliant. I've got another <laughs> school fair one here uh, from Simon the Dentist. It was my daughter's school fair and family picnic last week. As it was on a Wednesday, I took the afternoon off work to show my face and have some good beige picnic food in the sun. Mmm, beige food. Um, seeing as it was a normal school day, the parents had to sign their kids out. But any kids, get this, any kids whose parents couldn't attend were not allowed to go to the fair and had to be locked in the early years learning play area, surrounded by an eight foot high fence while they watched their mates having fun on the field. <gasps> That's awful. Oh, got it. That is disgusting. Isn't it? My, really disgusting. Simon's wife didn't like this idea, he says, so had agreed to look after our friend's son, who was in my daughter's class. But when I turned up, she told me that she was also signing out two other kids. She's basically breaking kids out of this mini prison that's been erected <laughs> so they can go to the, the, the summer picnic. Them. She's liberating them, yeah. Mm. Um, she was also signing out two other kids, one from our class who I swear I'd never seen before, and his older brother. She then disappeared to run the temporary tattoo stall, leaving me to sign forms and take charge of three five-year-olds and a seven-year-old, two of which I wouldn't recognise in a month of Sundays. <laughs> Luckily, the eldest unknown kid was wearing a large pink cardboard crown for God knows what reason. I told him that under no circumstances was he to take the crown off as there was no way of me finding him otherwise. This was great for about half an hour until, obviously, he took his crown off and gave it to his pal. This other kid and his mother were really confused later on as to why a large bearded man was trying to get him to get on the school bus and calling him by the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, my wife had returned and got the two minors in my care onto the bus without me knowing. There we are, Simon the dentist. There's a lot wrong at that school. A lot wrong at that school. Yeah, I hate things like that. Um, has got a higher car, this and that. Okay. Um... He says, it reminded, your story of Haikai, this and that, reminded me of my own experience a few years ago when me and my now ex-wife went on a cheap holiday to Spain. Arriving at Madrid Airport, we made our way to the Haikai Plaza, which in reality was a multi-story car park fucking miles away from arrivals. <laughs> yeah, call anything a plaza and it makes it sound better, doesn't it? Um we, I mean I, had hired a car with a company called Sunshine Cars or something similarly <laughs> suspicious. I should have also been suspicious of the incredibly cheap price. Yeah, alarm bells. Yeah. Sunshine Cars. Is, I mean, as as my experience with Avis proved, a, a big brand name is no guarantee of it not being disendatted. Oh, exactly. But, it's all franchised know, out, the, isn't it? Yeah. The staff were distractingly pretty, but could not have been more this and that. Oh, that's a stealth this and that, that is. The lady that served me muttered a few things in broken English. Dad, ah, this and that. Slid the keys and a form across the desk, asked me if I wanted to pay about a million pounds to be insured, and told me the car was parked in Bay 557. Oh, could so I find the car? That's, a, could that's I a very high beer number, isn't it? <laughs> so it is, like there's a yeah. lot of beers. 
Your car, 557. You want insurance? Um, how pounds. much is it, please? <laughs> Million pounds. No thanks. Okay, fuck you. Car in 557. Um, I couldn't find it. It wasn't anywhere. I walked around clicking the key. Nothing. I went back to the office and explained in a polite English way that there must be some mistake. I was sent off again with the same number. <laughs> What a fucking mug I am. I'm I'm very sorry to interrupt you. What do you want? You again? What do you want? I thought I got rid of you. <laughs> you finished your car? Just... Sorry. Sorry to bother you. Like you. It? I I really am sorry. And I know you're very busy. Yeah, you're right. I am busy. He's finishing this fucking fag. Uh, it's just I couldn't, I couldn't find the, the car. Fuck you now. I tell you, my friend. Five, five, seven. What's the matter? Can't you count? Oh, <laughs> uh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm fucking sure. Go back out. You have, di- uh, okay. you have different numbers in England? <laughs> okay, maybe I made a mistake. Yeah, I think you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking time waster. There <laughs> uh, you go. He goes, I go back out. No luck. Eventually, I got about as angry as my English upbringing could get, could get me. And some grumpy staff member agreed to come out and find the car with me. You can just imagine how slowly they got out of the chair. <laughs> okay, English. Fucking hell. Come on, I hold your fucking hand. I shit you not. We had literally just walked out of the office and this fucking this and that Spanish. Well, he, he calls them a cunt, which I think is a bit too much. Um, just doing his basically job. shrugged. Pointed at a car, which was clearly not the car I had hired. <laughs> Firstly, it had a different number plate. Also, another couple were loading their fucking bags into it. <laughs> it's that one there. <laughs> Take that one. <laughs> I'm not fucking walking all the way to 557. Obviously, it turned out the car wasn't anywhere near where I'd been told. And it was a heap of shit. <laughs> I got my own back, though. The stupid twats gave me the original copy of the form showing the damage. So I just added the damage I did to the car over the week. And they were none the wiser at the end, despite basically looking at it with a magnifying glass. All the best. The damage I did to it. I'm going to do some damage uh, to this. <laughs> hang on. I am not. A, I am a Gloucestershire police officer, Cunter. Whoa. And will keep my ear to the ground about crazy John Timbrell. This is not a burner email. Oh, oh no. Well, you, you're going to have to fucking bleep the bastard's name out, aren't you? Well, no, he said it's not a burner email. If it's a burner... If it's a burner email, if... he's going to be anonymous, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's put it in bold as if he's trying to communicate something well, to us that's he important. he should have communicated a bit better. Yeah, I will get it right, out. mate. I'll, I'll bleep his name out. Listen, if you, if you get sacked, don't come running to us. If he can't find 557, then and he can't put an email together, then, you know, it's not our fault, is it? Then you're probably not very, not very good at being a police officer. No. Well, I'll, I'll bleep Especially in anyway. Gloucestershire, which has got its fucking fair share of problems. Fucking hell, What yeah. with John Timbrell <laughs> and loose. the legacy of the West. <laughs> Double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, that's all we've got time for for this episode. Um, we might do some more of this later in the week if you can send some more decent emails in. We want some affairs, mm. we want this and that's. Uh, and a couple of other things that we mentioned I can't remember what they were now but you know bullshits and all that's always good keep it coming in thanks for listening oh just just real quick actually yeah. just just one tweet that I wanted to squeeze in today from the professor this morning on Twitter following on from Monday's episode um, he was very keen-eared because he says 
Was that you, Delaney Man, playing with your new sound effects machine, messing with our cunters' heads at 9.55 and 12.05 on the podcast? Or did you really ignore the ice cream van on two separate occasions due to being too engrossed in our <laughs> tournament updates? Well, well spotted, the professor, because that's exactly what happened. I and well, I didn't yeah. know that it had been picked up on the mic. But it's true that the ice cream van passed by twice and I ignored it twice. And I said, yeah, it was all I could do to not rush out with my five pound bowl. <laughs> you remember the bloke yeah, yeah. when his dad sends him out? With a big ball. <laughs> Tell him up. to fill that up. He's a fiver. He's a fiver. <laughs> right. And I said, yeah, I didn't do it. The professor wrote back, yeah, top professional. I've heard even Paxman is known to buckle and leave <laughs> mid-broadcast if he hears the chimes. <laughs> And funny enough, I have heard that Paxman does have does use the five pound bowl. He's technique. got the big ball as well. Yeah, he runs down the street with a pair of his mum's shoes, half on, half off. <laughs> yeah, that he's just put on in a panic. With a big fucking pudding bowl, yeah, waving a fiver at the icy <laughs> and going, fill that up, will you, mate? <laughs> Don't be a cunt. <laughs> Me dad sent me out. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Professor. Right, that's us. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.